Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Today will be one of the most difficult programs I've ever done because on this show, our approach is always to present the solutions, to answer the questions. There's a problem. How is it resolved? On today's show, we're going to present the problem, the riddle, extraordinary human riddle, and it involves suffering also, but true glory and amazement at the same time. We're going to present the riddle and not the solution. With God's help, Lord willing, on Friday, Real Science Radio, Fred Williams and I will continue this. Only there we will present the solution, we believe, to how is it that a savant, often someone who is severely intellectually handicapped, mentally handicapped, how is it that they could do extraordinary things in art, in math, in music, memorization? How is it possible? So we're going to listen to audio from almost 40 years ago to begin with Alonzo Clemens from up in Boulder, a sculptor who, well, why don't we hear his story. The mental abilities of savants never fail to astonish. Throughout the morning, Susan Spencer will be introducing us to some remarkable people. Alonzo Clemens is able to work part-time. Do you like your job at the Y? Yeah, we trash. Uh-huh. But a childhood accident left him with a traumatic brain injury. He can't read or write or do math. This is your studio, yeah. as it were. And yet, astonishingly, he can do this. When did you make him? On the weekend. This past weekend? Yeah. <laughs> as naturally as the rest of us breathe, Alonzo can sculpt. His meticulous creations fill his Boulder, Colorado apartment. He's made hundreds of them all with his bare hands. Stop the tape, stop the tape. By the way, there's a public notice about Alonzo from a year ago that he's still doing well, and he's now worth about $20 million. And that is because people from around the world are buying his sculptures of animals and scenes of animals, and they are not only anatomically correct, but they are absolute works of art. They're beautiful to behold. They're a bronze cast of them. They've had art galleries and showings of his work, especially in Denver, but around the world. Hundreds of them, all with his bare hands. When you make an animal, what are you thinking about? Run around my pasture. Do you can see it running in the pasture? Yeah. This is the clay. Yeah. And this is how you start every piece. Yeah. He can't explain how he does it. What are you going to make? Horse. But he loves to show you how. So you just use your fingers. Yeah. We watched him work out every detail, from the mane to the muscles, all with apparent ease. Is Alonzo a, a savant? Yes. No question. Wow. 
Psychiatrist Daryl Trefford is research director at the Trefford Center in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. This is the largest planet, Jupiter. And is a leading expert on savants of all ages. 67 satellites. Savant syndrome is a rare but remarkable condition in which someone with a disability has a striking ability that stands in stark contrast to overall handicap. Dr. Trefford says Alonzo yeah. is what's called an acquired savant. It's believed that his head injury somehow rewired his brain. Coming He's coming along, isn't he? <laughs> Damaging cognitive abilities, but freeing up extraordinary artistic gifts. Stop the tape, uh-huh. stop the tape. Now there is quite the challenge, isn't it? Think about your cell phone or a MacBook that you own and then damage it. And by damaging it, it ends up with abilities to run programs, like it becomes a quantum computer or something. It ends up with abilities far beyond those of a normal computer. Now, we don't see things working like that, do we? If your car gets in an accident, it doesn't typically become a far better car. That's what apparently is happening, and the world says that this is a mystery for which there is no answer. That's why this show is so painful, to have to wait another couple days. Abilities, but freeing up extraordinary artistic gifts. Ah, oh, that took you 15 minutes at most. I could take 15 years, and I couldn't do that. What a beautiful horse. Wow. Do you think Alonzo would be making horses today if he'd never had that accident? Probably not. He's an artist. Nancy Mason has worked as Alonzo's assistant for more than two decades. What is it like for you when you watch him work? It's a joy and a blessing in my life. And in Alonzo's life as well. Can you imagine not doing this? I'd be miserable. You'd be miserable. <laughs> now we're going to listen to a longer video, and this will begin. There'll be three different kinds of savants sculpting, again with Alonzo, then dates and days of the week calculations, and extraordinary memory of the weather. And then the third will be music. This story is a mystery, a wonderful mystery in a way, one that it appears no one can solve. What we're about to see is a rare condition called the savant syndrome. People with that condition have been called more brutally idiot savants. It's a spectacular skill or talent that occurs in an autistic or retarded child, an island of brilliance, even genius, in the brain of someone who is otherwise extremely limited intellectually. Tonight, we're going to meet three of these savants, these geniuses, a pianist, a wizard, and a sculptor. Alonzo Clements, sculptor. Using wax or clay, Alonzo can do more than imitate nature. His sculpture has all the grace and movement and imagination of a truly great craftsman. Alonzo Clements is plain and simple an artist. He is also retarded. He cannot count much beyond 10. His speech is severely impaired. His parents said he had the talent even as a baby. He now lives in this residence for the developmentally disabled in Boulder, Colorado, 
where he's been able to hold a part-time job cleaning out stables. That's what he does with his mornings. Afternoons he spends sculpting. He can complete one of these horses in less than 20 minutes. Did anybody ever show you how to do this? Nobody. I do myself. Nobody ever showed you how? No, never? Never. Dr. Darrell Treffert is a psychiatrist. We asked him to review the film of Alonzo and the two other savants we met to help give us some inkling into the phenomenon. Let's look at a little bit of Alonzo. Perhaps you might comment as we go. How do you know how to sculpt an animal? How do you know how to do that? A member. That's a very characteristic uh, response when you ask uh, any of the savants, how do they do it? They just, they say, they, they remember or it's their mind. They don't know how it, it just happens that way. And they can't understand why you can't do that or why I can't. It just Stop the tape. Stop the tape. Now, in some of the videos and interviews with savants, they'll say, well, look, he could, he could remember. He doesn't have to look at the animal. He doesn't have to look at a photo of the animal. But even that, as awesome as it is, can't be the whole story because billions of us, we can look at a horse, look at a picture of a horse, then give us a hunk of clay and say, okay, now sculpt the horse. So just being able to remember what the horse looks like and to get it anatomically correct, that is brilliant. That's an amazing ability. But then to sculpt it, to make an extraordinary representation of the horse in clay, and by the way, God made us from clay, from the dust of the earth. But to be able to do that, that is an ability far beyond something that could be explained by remembering what the horse looks like. They don't know how it, it just happens that way, and they can't understand why you can't do that or why I can't. It just comes naturally to them. How do you remember? Do you know? In your head. You see a picture of it in your head? Yeah. My feeling is that, yes, he does indeed see a picture in his head, and, and uh, that uh, it, it's there, and it's, it's much more detailed and, and much more um, has a, a retentive or a retention much more than, than, than the rest of us do. We would have to keep going back to, to reinforce that in our mind, especially with respect to detail. Did you see a picture of that horse in your head when you made that horse? God in heaven, God gave talent. God gave you the talent? Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you make this very tiny details like the, the, uh, the hoof and the eyes? How do you do that? Your fingernail. Your fingernail. Stop the tape, stop the tape. Of course, God gave all of us our abilities. We know that, and we could hone those abilities with practice. We know that as followers of Jesus Christ. But the question is, how is it that someone who is born autistic or gets a severe brain injury is able to accomplish things far beyond those abilities of mere mortals, of normal human beings. How is that? Why is that? And so the answer, God enables it, well, God enables all of our abilities. So because of that, that actually isn't the answer for this question. How is it, given that God gives us all of our abilities, how is it that these people have these extraordinary capabilities. From the eyes. How do you do that? Your fingernail. Your fingernail. There's a 
Pam Driscoll runs the Driscoll Gallery in Denver. She handles Alonzo's work. Anatomically, it's just fabulous. Considering he's never had an art class in his life. He does it all from memory. It's just wonderful. Alonzo has had his first show at the Driscoll. The bronze castings of his wax sculpture start at $750. And he's quit his job at the stables. You did these two in about half an hour. Huh? Do you think you're a special kind of person? Yeah. How special? What's special about Alonzo? Smart. Smart. You're very smart. He... Thank you for showing us. Suppose you want to know what day October 1st would fall on in the year 3000, or what date the third Wednesday of June in the year 10,003 would be. Well, it's easy if you have a computer and the computer's been programmed properly. If you don't, there's always George Fed. He can give you the day if you give him the date or the date if you give him the day. Going back to the year one and up to, it would seem, infinity. George has the most common of the Savant's gifts. He's a calendar calculator. He's 43 now, a patient at the Bronx Psychiatric Center's Rehabilitation Center. What day of the week was August 13th, 1911? Uh, Sunday. What day of the week was May 20th, 1921? Friday. What day of the week is February 3rd in the year 2068? That will fall. On Friday. What date was the third Saturday in October in 1945? It was on the 20th. What day of the week was May 30th in the year 1? May 30th, the year 1, was on a Wednesday. This is remarkable, George. You got every one of these right. Right. What makes his talent so extraordinary is that with his limited intellectual capabilities, he cannot multiply even the simplest numbers. I'd like to try some math questions, if, if you don't mind. This is painful no. to hear. Some arithmetic. Can you do three times two? Three times two is, uh, is it, uh, seven? Is it? Or, uh, how about five times seven? Five times seven might be, be... Besides calculating days and dates, George also remembers the weather for each day of his adult life. We checked him against the weather service, and of course he was right. November 3rd, 1958. What kind of day was it? It was on a cloudy day. It was on a Monday. It was cloudy that day. That's right. It was? And it was, a, it was snow flurries that morning. Very cold. <laughs> Little bit of raindrops, too. Windy? Yes, windy. How about May 22nd, 1940? That fell on a Wednesday. What was the weather like? I can't tell. I was, I was, it was, too, it was only a baby, infant baby. Do you know how you do it? I don't know, but it's just... That's, that's fantastic I can do that. But how do you do it? I don't know. It's what happens inside your head? I've got, right? got a good mind, that's why I do it. But do you have a formula that you work out? You know what I mean by a formula? Yes, what's it mean? Do you yeah. have a, a, 
Do you multiply certain numbers by yes. certain numbers? Yes, any takes, yes. Yes, I know how to do it. Up until recently, people assumed about George and others that it was simple memory, that he memorized the perpetual calendar and just kept going out. You can demonstrate now by giving him questions that he couldn't possibly have seen that he must have some equation or formula in his head of some sort. He can't memorize that. So that, uh, but it's but it still boils down to this to the basic ability to concentrate or to remember because he he hasn't put his mind to finding out what two times two is. What day is June sixth in the year ninety one thousand three hundred and sixty? 91,360, and so is this next savant. He is Leslie Lemke of Milwaukee. He was born with a triple handicap, retarded, blind, cerebral palsy. Leslie, now 31, didn't walk much before he was 10 and only started talking a few years ago. And yet... His foster parents, May and Joe Lemke, have cared for him since he was six months old. May, you bought a piano for Leslie when he was blind, retarded, cerebral palsy. Why did you do that? Well, I thought maybe I could stir some, something in the poor blind boy that was laid there. Couldn't walk, talk, do anything. And so I put this piano in his bedroom and I would go like that up and down hoping to raise some reaction in the boy. And what happened? A little while after that, nearly a week, he still laid, couldn't walk, talk, or do anything. And then when Joe and me had gone to bed, it was on a Wednesday evening the following week. Mm. Shh, wait a minute, love. And I said to Joe, hey, Joe, did you leave that television on? He said, no, why? I said, listen, where's that beautiful music coming from? And he said, so I got up, went to the boy's room, and I had got that little piano in his room, and the boy that didn't walk, talk, or move or anything, had suddenly slid over like this onto that chair all the way through. Could he, as May says he did, just get up in the middle of the night one night and play Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto Number 1? Yes, that's another startling thing about it, I think that startles people is that it does have a way of suddenly occurring.
by the way, you... stop the tape. By the way, if this doesn't give you chills running up your spine, then what you could do is pray to God and ask him to help you to be expressive with your emotions, to respond appropriately the way he made us to respond. Let's continue. When you heard music for the yeah. first time. Yes, I heard music for the first time. How come you were able to play it so well? Because I was played, able to play it so well because I'm a musician. Because? I'm a musician. Because you're a musician. Dr. Treffert knows Leslie quite well beyond our film. He's been observing him for three years. And Leslie remains as much a mystery to him now as when they first met. How does he technically know? How does his fingers know that if he strikes... Uh, key X he will produce, note A. I, I don't know the answer to that question. That, that's one of the, the mysteries of this thing. That's, I don't know. The very interesting and intriguing things about the Savant Syndrome, and probably the most intriguing thing of all, is that we don't understand it. And we ought to understand it. A bigger question than that, I think, is will we ever understand it? Because there may be an inherent inability of the brain to understand itself. Is there any kind of relationship uh, uh, among the three savants we're looking at in this broadcast, Alonzo, George, and Leslie? And I think that the characteristic and the uniform trait that all the savants seem to have is a remarkable memory. Uh, Alonzo can look at, a, uh, at an animal and, and in his own head, not without looking back again, can, can recreate that. Um, George, obviously, with his uh, calendar uh, calculating, uh, has uh, a, a phenomenal memory as well. And uh, Leslie, uh, you can uh, play him a song and uh, once, and he will play it back. We played a recording that we were certain Leslie had not heard before to see if he had a musical memory, an ear for it. We chose Debussy's Soiree d'Engrenade. something so meticulously that he's never even heard before. Well, I but think that a part of the brain is the musical part of the brain that's left by itself because the brain was damaged. But I think that that part was left perfectly healthy and beautiful. 
just so that Leslie would have a talent of some kind. And he got it. Now Leslie gives concerts about once a week, usually for small church groups and usually for free. But this night, a crowd of 1,100 in Cincinnati are paying $10 each to see and hear Leslie Lemke in concert. There are a hundred unanswered questions about Leslie and George and Alonzo. The Savant Syndrome is so rare, the research into it is equally rare. It may be that the cause of the syndrome is quite different in each case. As we said, no one really knows. It is a glorious mystery. You give me hope, And with God's help, on Friday, it will be somewhat less of a mystery. It's not only calendars, musicians, sculptors, it's also sports. This week, I mentioned Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. Well, I'd like to share with you from yesterday, audio, the NBA on TNT, and it's Shaquille O'Neal and others talking about Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. We're running out of time, but let's hear some of this. As the Michael Jordan of reporting, Ernie Johnson calls it, Steffertless. Look at that run, March 29th, April 19th. Career high, 11 straight 30-plus point games, four games of 10 or more threes, 78 total. In this month of April, he's made 85, which is the most for any NBA player in any month, and he still has two more games to go. Listen to this. In his last 11 games, he's shooting 49% from three. This season, he has six games with 10 or more threes, more than the rest of the league's players combined. And on contested threes, he's shooting 42%, which is better than 93% of the league. This entire segment is just to marvel about Steph Curry. You tried to guard this man. I cannot imagine. Why are you coming to me like that, Adam? Because Shaq wasn't going out there and Not hedging on Steph. Not so I just want to know, it couldn't have been fun. It had to be awful. No, no. Um, fear. All right, stop right there. And you have it marked, right? Shaquille O'Neal, he was twice was the NBA's highest scorer of the season. So let's go to him. Steph is my favorite player because, again, this is something I've – Never seen before. And when he first came in, I hated on him. Did you really? I'm, I'm the guy that's sitting on the couch, and when he goes to the corner and he throws it up, no way that goes in. And he goes in. And then, you know, I wait. He ain't going to make this one either. God. And then finally, <laughs> he earned my respect, and he's my favorite player. I wish I could shoot like that because it looks pretty. I'm glad he's playing it in this era because if he played in our era, D-Wade, I would have had to touch him up. And, <laughs> and it would have hurt my heart having to touch him up because... I just like watching him play. Like, he's must-see TV. Like, if I was a guy that didn't play basketball and had kids who wanted to play basketball, when the Golden State Warriors come to town, I'm going That's to watch That's who we're going that. to see. I'm 100%. going to watch that. And then, you know, the title of the best shooter ever to play, 
Don't ask. It's him by far, by leaps and bounds. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. So the best shooter to ever play the game, and we're not only talking about the Michael Jordans, but, I mean, the Larry Birds. And so what's going on here? How is it that people, whether it's in archery or even slingshotting, believe it or not, or Annie Oakley in her ability to go through her career, she says that her very first shot ever with her father's rifle that she wasn't allowed to use, nobody's around. She goes on the front porch. There's a squirrel on a fence. She puts a bullet right through the squirrel's head. First shot, first time. And by virtually all reports, except when she was supposed to miss as part of the show, Wild Bill Hitchcock, Wild West show, Buffalo Bill, she virtually never missed. Was it the King of Prussia when they went over to Europe in London and Paris? And he says, he says, I want to be part of the show. Well, you, you just watch the show. No, I want to be part of the show. I'm the king. So they say, okay, here, stand up here in front of all these thousands of people and light a cigarette, put it in your mouth. Here's Annie Oakley, 30 paces away, shoots the cigarette out of his mouth. Holds up a, a playing card, shoots a bullet hole right through the middle of the card, then holds it on edge and shoots the card in half on edge. How do these things happen? How can it be? Tune in Friday, Real Science Radio. May God bless you.